Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? I fuck with what y'all got going on and what y'all represent. You know what I'm saying? We want people to leave greater than they came. We want people to leave with an aha moment. Because black people don't like going to therapy. Right. Y'all made therapy cool. Yeah. And you got an elder on social media talking about relationships. Like, that's not something we see all the time in it. The concept of it, you know what I'm saying, basically address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got. Toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma. And it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of scrolling. If I can go to Shade Room, I can go to Full Circle TV. You know everything come full circle. I just so love watch it come full circle. And I can never let that bad vibes inside my circle, no. Hey fam, and welcome back to Season 3 of Relationship Goals, the podcast. In this season, we're discussing co-parenting relationships. As parents, we always want the best for our children, but the best doesn't necessarily need to look like that nuclear family that society has accepted. And I thought it was very important to showcase that. In season three, we're going to meet a married couple that got divorced, did a little bit of co-parenting for a while, decided that they were meant to be together, and got remarried. We'll also hear from a bonus mom as she gives her perspective on what it was like to enter into a relationship with a guy that already had a child. I truly believe that this season is going to touch home for so many people out there. This is such an aspirational group and they really highlight what Relationship Goals the series is all about. Now we're not trying to showcase perfect co-parenting relationships, but encourage people to do the work, have those hard conversations, and cultivate healthier relationships. Listen to season three of Relationship Goals, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to season three of Relationship Goals, the podcast. We have reached our final episode. Now, we couldn't talk about co-parenting without talking about the expense of a child. So in this week's episode, we're talking about child support. Because Myra had a good job and was working, they set us up a court date. So me not knowing anything about the system, um, I'm like, I'm just not going to show up. If I don't show up, they're not going to put him on there or whatever. So we just didn't show up, and they slapped him with some fat uh, child support. And, um, and his stepmom was like, why wouldn't you put him on child support? She was like, just like you feel like you know him, and just like I feel like I know my son. She was like, who's to say tomorrow he won't wake up and be like, I don't want to be a dad no more. We got the magic happening. Got a feeling it's great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Everything that we need, everything that we beg, girl. The magic's happening. And the feeling is great, and this feeling is great, girl. The magic happening, happening, it's happening. Yeah. As far as child support, we never did child support. Um, Eric was really good. He's a really good provider. Yeah, he's always been that. And so when something needed to be taken care of, he was literally just a text away. Um, and that was when we separated. Um, that's when Cash App really was like starting to get bigger. And so it made things even easier. Like I didn't have to meet him to exchange any cash. He didn't have to transfer anything into my bank account. It was literally down to the point where like I could send a request. I didn't even have to text him, send a request, put in a memo and he'll send it back. 
Um, so no, we didn't do child support. I think I thought about it because I was irritated with him and I was trying to make him upset or get under his skin. <laughs> but it didn't even work, so <laughs> it didn't even matter. So yeah, he was really good with taking care, even with giving like the stuff that you know the kids needed. If we saw him at church, it would be like, hey kids, and send my kids back to me, and my kids got a $20 bill in their little 4T pocket. Like, why would you put this money in his baby pocket? But he was always making sure that they were provided for. It would be times like me as a single mom, I would be working all day. I don't have time to go grocery shopping, and I don't feel like cooking. Like, I could text him and be like, the kids are hungry. He would drop off Happy Meals and go, like DoorDash. It wasn't no conversation. He'd come to the door and go. So it was never an issue as far as child support. Um, because he he did his part. He did a good job. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, even though during the split up, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not Nala's biological father, but I always made sure like anything that Nala ever needed when it came to something like school, um, you know, just anything, field trips, you know, I would always make sure Nala had what she needed, you know, if it came down, she's in a uniform school, so she needed some khakis or, you know what I'm saying, a skirt, um, New shoes, new socks, you know, something. I mean, Sharice is pretty good. We're keeping up with everything. But whenever Sharice would tell me, like, hey, Nyla ripped a hole in her pants today. Can you go buy her some more? I would always, you know, just, just do it, like, without her even having to explain to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you're not her. Like, we never really had to have that conversation. It was just kind of like always, you know, just she expected it out of me. You know, honestly, like, hey, she needed a new book bag. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, okay, well, I'm going to go do it. Or she going on this field trip. I know it's petty, but can you see in $10 for her? And I'd be like, yeah, dope. I got it. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, we always, she would always just, like how we are with little Eric now, you know, due to him being in school. Uh, when I first started, you know, she used to always stay on me like, hey, well, she need this, she need X, Y, Z. And I would always make sure I came through, you know what I'm saying, and make sure she had everything she always needed. Yeah, and even with little Eric, because he was in daycare. Um, and so, like, as a single person, like, you can get a little assistance from the government for daycare, but sometimes, depending on where you work, they're not going to cover all of it. So he was able to cover the copay for little Eric's daycare every week. So he was paying that. Um, even if, like, daycare, like, I kept up with, like, diapers and stuff at home, or if he would pick little Eric up and the daycare teacher was like, he's out of diapers or whatever, Eric would make sure that he was stocked up for daycare. Um, so it kind of just was like second nature. Like, it's never been a question. Like, if the kids need it, what, what are we talking about? Let's just do it. So, yeah, he, he did a good job um, as far as school and daycare went. My kids have never needed a thing. It really wasn't like a discussion per se. I just knew, like, okay, he's going to be a, a great father. He's going to, you know, physically be there. And granted, like, as far as, like, my household is my household. His household is his household as far as finances. I take care of what I need to take care of for my home, and they do the same for theirs. So in my mind, knowing that he was going to be a great father and he was going to be there for her and actually, like, get her, you know, quite a bit of time, it's like... You know, and especially because I was in school too, and I needed him to to get her quite a bit. It was like, why put him in a situation where I'm putting him on child support and he's taking care of the kid, and then you know, then okay, that's an extra amount of money that he won't have, and oh man, now he gonna have to pick up another job to to get back what he's 
you know, what I'm taking away, and then that's gonna take away time that he will have with the kid, and I didn't, I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna do that. So it's like, okay, well, you know, you don't have to kick in bills over here. I take care of my own bills. You take care of yours. You do what you need to do. And it was never like the good thing about like pick up and drop off. We didn't have to send her with a bag because she had everything she needed at my house. She had everything she needed at their house. So it was like it wasn't having the need of putting in extra. So, you know, neither one of us are, you know, putting in extra. And then we just, you know, split um, daycare bills because we all know daycare is a ripoff. So it's like, you know, and then even Kelly's help with that as well. And, you know, she's let Madison go to her daycare and that's, you know, that saves money for us too. So that was a blessing in itself as well. So it's like, you know, like child support was never brought up because it was like, what's the point? You know, you're taking care of, you're helping take care of this kid and you're actually physically getting her. And you know, that's less money that I got to spend on food for her and you know, things of that nature. So it kind of like balanced out in that, in that sense. Um, but as far as child support, I knew that I didn't want to put him in a predicament where he like needs more money and now he got to get, you know, another job to make that money back. And ultimately I felt like that would be more detrimental as far as hurting her because she don't get to spend as much time with her dad, excuse me, um, if he had to work, you know, another job just to have that income. So I didn't want, I didn't want to put, you know, that kind of strain on him and, you know, being considerate of that. Um, I was just like, no, we just gonna work it out and figure it out and go from there. Just piggybacking off what she said, like, it really just comes from those are the hard talks that you gotta have and be adult about it. Like, um, she trusts me to be the man that I said I was gonna be and you just gotta own up to it. Like, um, I know there's a lot of people in situations where uh, child support can actually tear a family apart. Mm -hmm. And you know, it is tough to be put in a predicament to where like, okay, I got my own spot, now I'm on child support, I do gotta get another job to pick up this. But, you know, like I said, we had a talk and I just said, well, I'm telling you, this is, I'm gonna be here. And you know, like I said, she trusts me in, and I am who I am, so. Plus I didn't want all them people in my business and stuff yeah, too. Yeah, that too. Cause <laughs> I'm like, mm -mm. no, yeah. if we can avoid that, then that's what we'll do. But I don't need people counting how much income I got on top yeah. of what I'm already getting. So it's like, no, the less you keep folks in your business, the better. Yeah. So the better. no need for no judges, no lawyers, mm -hmm. none of that. Cause um, like I said, I grew up with a family and like I said, my stepfather went on child support. My daddy went on child support. He didn't raise none of his kids, but um, it just, I mean, it, it can work. Like, but it has, you have to be mature about it and be willing to put in the work. Now, it is some dudes that don't do what they have to do, then it is what it is. Moms, you gotta get what you can get. And vice versa, some women that don't, you know, some women on child support too. Mm -hmm. And it just, you have to be adult and be a parent. Like, you gotta be there for your kid. So if you're there for your kid and you're putting your best foot forward, it should work out, you know. As far as child support, the funny thing is um, I never was going to put him on that because, again, you know, a lot of my reasoning for stuff um, always piggybacked off of, like, what I seen my dad go through. My dad was never on child support because my dad 
have four kids, four different mothers, and my daddy had um, like joint cut. He had full custody of me, but my other three siblings, 50-50. Like my daddy did not play like about his kids when it came to him. So um, that was just my mindset, and I and I had faith. Like I mean, we planned this kid. You gonna be here? You gonna do what you're supposed to do? But at the time that I and um, and I made it very clear, like, I'm not putting him on child support. And I remember I was talking to his stepmother, and uh, we had an upcoming, uh, we had our case, because when you, um, like, if you don't get any state assistance, and me and Makai, I had um, insurance, and I might have been getting some quests back then, um, but they automatically, because Myron had a good job and was working, they set us up a court date. So me not knowing anything about the system, um, I'm like, I'm just not going to show up. If I don't show up, they're not going to put him on there or whatever. So we just didn't show up, and they slapped him with some fat uh, child support. And, um, and his stepmom was like, why wouldn't you put him on child support? She was like, just like you feel like you know him and just like I feel like I know my son. She was like, who's to say tomorrow he won't wake up and be like, I don't want to be a dad no more. And I still wasn't listening. I'm like, I ain't putting him on child support. So we just didn't go, but they they don't care. They like, well, he working, we know he's working. And I get it, cause it's like, why should we have to take care of the kid if he's, you know, and he don't have to. Like, we're giving you this free um, insurance and, and monthly food stipends, why doesn't he? So I get it. So what I did was, um, because there was no way around it basically, um, and then they made him like put him on his insurance and everything. Like when I tell you like, they do not play, I just gave him the child support card. And I just figure, like, you know, what we need um, when he needs something. You know, of course, I'm going to do my part. He's, he's my child as well. Um, but, you know, we, when he needs something, just handle it, you know. And we just kind of do it that way. Like, it's not, we don't, as far as, like, now, um, it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this or you're going to do that. It's just, you know, he know when school time come around. He do a little school shopping. I do a little school shopping. Um, and then throughout the year, just what he need. Like, I do kind of put basketball stuff on him a little a little more. I'll say that as far as, like, the basketball fees and stuff like that because I'm here. So I'm the one going to pick him up and drop him off at practices five days a week. I'm the one um, having to drive, you know, maybe an hour, two hours away. When he's away um, in Atlanta, I'm the one having to travel. I drive to Kentucky, Indiana, you know, all of these places. So, like, when it comes to, like, basketball, like, fees and shoes and stuff like that, I do kind of, like, okay, Myron, you can handle that or whatever. But as far as what he need, we just handle it. We just take care of it. If it's something I just don't want to pay for, I'll be like, Myron, you know, can you get it? But, I mean, if he need it, it's, it's going to get taken care of. My advice to the women that are dating um, a guy with kids, that have not been in the situation before and that were single with no kids coming in, because that was my situation, is to just give it a chance. Um, there's nothing you can do besides experience it for yourself to know the situation that you're in and the dynamics of the relationship that you're in and what your partner is with, um, with their ex. So um, give it a chance and See if it works out for you. It's working out for me. So I'm definitely blessed in this situation and we have a really good um, communication between all three of us and we are all decent people. So it's been, it's been pretty good. For me, being a mom, um, obviously the last thing I wanted to do was be a single woman raising a kid, uh, but it actually worked out pretty good for me. 
was blessed with a bonus mom for my baby, which I didn't know how it would turn out initially, but working on maturity, I kept an open mind about it and she seemed like a really, you know, cool person. So I'm like, okay, well, I can, I don't have a choice but to kind of be open to it because the situation is what it is and there was nothing that could be done or said to change it. So just keeping that open mind that, you know, things are going to be great. And, you know, I, I tell my friends all the time about Kelly and it's like, man, we wish we had a Kelly, you know, like with their, um, dealing with their kids, fathers and stuff like that. And it was like, you know, like out of all of, like my friends that are single mothers, I was like, dang, I really was like, this really was a blessing. And the only thing that me and my daughters that did right was her, you know, and we made sure that we always kept her first. We, you know, I mind my business, you mind yours. And, you know, it's not, it's, I don't, I can send her over to her dad's house and not worry like about her safety, about her health, about, you know, what is she over there doing to my baby? What is she saying to my baby? And, you know, she better not be saying, you know, this, that, you know, whatever negative things about me and like knowing that she's like genuinely not that type of person is comforting. If I could give any advice to any young ladies out there co-parenting, um, just pick and choose your battles. Everything, everything is not um, that big of a deal. You know, always make sure at the end of the day, uh, put the personal aside and and make the kid the forefront. Um, wh whatever works best for them, but just truly pick and choose your battles. Like that's the biggest thing that I've learned. Everything is not worth an argument. Everything is not um, worth being so uptight about. Um, learn to talk it out, and you're not gonna agree, but learn to respectfully agree to disagree and keep it moving. Like truly, truly, just picking and choosing your battles. Kind of nailed everything, though. That's what I'm saying. But to the fellas, I'm just saying, man, take take care of your kids, no matter what. That's what I'm just saying. Take care of your kids. I don't care if uh, you can't stand your baby mama. Y'all don't get along. I mean, even though we saying we want you to co-parent because at the end of the day, you want your kids to, to see that y'all get along. You don't want them to just grow up knowing my mama hate my dad, my dad hate my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got to fake it. Fake it for the kids, and then y'all argue behind closed doors. You know what I mean? Because the kids paying attention, even they one, two, and three, they seeing all that. And it might be built up with you and, and the mom or the, you and the father or whatever. The kids are seeing that and it grows on them and it makes them toxic. You know what I mean? So I just feel like if you have any type of drama with the, with the parent, even if y'all don't really get along, in front of the kids, like birthdays or even if you come in to pick them up or whatever, just make fakes. You know what I mean? Like love each other just for the moment and for the kid. Even if it's just, hey, how you doing? Have a nice day. Pick my kid up. Hug. Or even if you need a hug, just... Don't let the kids feel that built-up animosity because they know, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You just pull up outside in the car, hump, and you come out. They like, ooh, daddy don't never say nothing to mama. <laughs> Go to the door and just be like, hey, Kwani, how you doing? Like, have a good day. Get your son. At least he see you speaking to her or something. You feel what I'm saying? That was something I had to learn from just from when I was younger. I, was, I had little bitter moments, you know, and I had to realize, like, I don't want my son to see me like this. The things he's supposed to treat one like this, you know what I mean? So, But I grew out of that fast as young, but... Take care of y'all kids. Don't let nobody, don't let nothing stop y'all from being in your kid's life. And just love your baby mama. Um, something that I could, you know, just tell fathers when it comes to co-parenting, man, is you honestly have to be the man in the situation. You know, understanding that women are emotional beings and they work strictly off of emotions. You know what I'm saying? A lot of women can over, 
overcome their emotions with more, you know, actually thinking out, you know what I'm saying, their their actions and everything. But a lot of times it's going to be emotionally driven. And father and men, fathers, we have to come in and we got to be like, okay, understanding now at one point we were together and now we're co-parents. And so some at some point something went wrong and we got to understand like to not keep doing wrong and keep adding on and I know you hurt, but I'm not going to let what you do take out on me and my child. You know, for whatever situation, I'm going to fight for my child and I'm going to always have respect for you as the mother because I think a lot of men lose sight of the respect of the mother because you're not understanding. Like, when your kid not with you, you don't even think about it. You know, just like how you sit in the chair, you don't think the chair going to fall in on you. You just know when they with their mama, they're going to be taken care of. And it's like we're so hurt when something happens with the mom because – our first thought is she going our kid is gonna be good with their mom. So I always just I say keep the respect there for the mother, you know what I'm saying? And don't try to combat her emotions. I always say like just be the man in the situation and always be the father. I would say for moms and co parenting, one of my biggest pieces of advice would be to have grace. Um, so the same grace that you want with yourself, have that with your child's father. I know it can be hard to remove yourself from the situation that caused, you know, the breaking or the separation, but this is what it is now. You're responsible to heal yourself. Stop looking at him to um, do something to make you see him in a better light. It may happen. It may not happen. You got to worry about you, mama. You got kids looking at you, and you have to be the bigger person. I know it gets tiring, but be the bigger person and have grace because you decided to make the child with him. He loves that child, too, just as much as you do. If, if, if a fight break out, he going to come running, too. You know, we, we hope so. <laughs> He's going to come running, too. Um, but y'all have the same love for that child, and that's all that matters. So have some grace with him. Um, understand that when y'all were together, the same grace that you had for him when y'all together, y'all were together as in like, oh, he's still learning this or he's still growing that. Maybe that don't change when y'all separate, but continue to have that grace. And after time, it'll increase your patience. And as your patience increases, um, the more he, he'll want to work with you because you're not so sharp or you're not so burned out, you know? So have grace and grow into patience and let bygones be bygones. It happened. It happened. So keep it moving. Work on you. So if Kwani would take me back, I definitely would do it. Ain't no if, when she take me back. I don't quit. I don't quit, man. She told y'all earlier that I messed up when I first met her and I chased her for a whole year. And guess what she did? She was like, I'm going to give him a chance. And then I ended up messing up again. But, hey, you get three strikes. I only had two. No, you but, uh, had like 20. <laughs> you didn't have like 20. No, but, no, but for real, though, I'm a lot older now, man. It's like everybody, uh, I just feel like we've, we've grown apart a lot because we ain't been together in so long. You know what I'm saying? But that's not a bad thing. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of stuff about her that I'm sure that they're still the same. And I'm like, that's just Kwani. And it's a lot of stuff about me. She's so like, that's Myron. But then it's a lot of stuff that we'll be, I feel like it's a lot of stuff that I have to like re-know about her. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of stuff. Like, like we went to the, uh, look, <laughs> we went to the, uh, I was out here kicking it and we kicked it for the first time we kicked it in years. And I took it to the, uh, we ended up, I don't know how we ended up in the strip club, right? But look, B. Jones. Listen, oh, B. Jones was hosting. We in the strip, mind you, I don't even care for strip clubs, but I'm with her. I'm just happy. You know what I'm saying? So we go to the strip club, we throwing money. 
She having more fun than me. And I'm like, <laughs> mind you, last time, because, you know, we ain't kicked it in years, and we was, you know, just see each other at the game. And she having all this fun. I'm like, what the? I'm like, are oh, you fun like this? Like, so that made me want her more. I'm saying, oh, we can really kick it now. Like, we grown. We can really, like, live and kick it. I didn't, I'd never seen that side of her. Because I always just see her, like, we being mom and daddy and stuff like that. But I, I honestly feel like I know we're going to get back together. She's going to figure it out. I, I'm positive. I mean that from the bottom of her heart, I'm positive. She can think it now all she wants. I, I've been, I, you think I've been chasing for 10 years and I'm going to stop now? No, I can. I, Why are you looking to the camera Because like I want that. them to know I'm serious. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? Like me doing whatever I do now and stuff like that, it, this, to me, this is just, just me living life, having fun. But if she was like, what's up? Because she know this already. I know you know. If Kwani said, let's give it a try, man. You know how fast, man? I, I sit there and, and wait for my phone to ring for everybody to call. Hey, I can't talk to you no more. I got my big mama back. Can't talk to you no more. I got my big mama back. They be mad as hell. Like, hey, man, I, I, I ain't coming up. Fuck everybody, man. We turning up, man. You know what I'm saying? Forget everybody. I don't know about you. I, I definitely <laughs> I ain't going to quit. And the feeling is great, and this feeling is great, girl. The magic happening, happening, it's happening. Be your own relationship goals with Relationship Goals, The Journal. This journal is an extension of our show and has 100 plus writing prompts to help you mend and grow the relationships with yourself, romantic partner, family, and friends. Order yours today on FullCircleTelevision.com. Relationship Goals, the podcast, is a Full Circle Television production recorded in Everyday Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our audio engineer is Dooch and our executive producers are Marcus and Kayla Lewis-Allen. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's so much more to see on FullCircleTelevision.com. Log on to experience Relationship Goals, the series, in a whole new way. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Television.